Here on the lightweights, here on the lightweights podcast, uh, we give each other gifts hmm. every podcast, and um, every? not sure not sure if you guys do that on male models or not, but just got you a little something, um, <laughs> just a guitar. It's not a big deal. Um, <laughs> here you go. You can take that. That's oh, for you. The price tag's still on. It's yeah. five hundred dollars. Yeah, I know. You got me a guitar. <laughs> yeah. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Do you like it? Yeah. This is for me. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah, you're welcome. High five. I don't know if you need to do one of those. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that great. You got me an electric guitar. Yeah. It's not an acoustic. What? Is it? It's in tune. Not really. <laughs> Holy. Cr- Thank you so much, Ilya. Yeah, no problem. Wow. What have you got, Ilya? Well, that's not really how this podcast works. It's- yeah, it's more like I get him stuff, so. But Thanks anyways. for having me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> you, is this really for me? Yeah. Holy shit! Thank you. Yeah. No, I just uh, just want to let everybody know that this is how it's going to be moving forward. Every podcast, I get a gift. Maybe. Good. <laughs> he doesn't play the guitar, right? Yeah, I know. You know he's not musical at all. Well, he's going to learn. You know it makes he's going to learn, Josh. It's a nice gift. It doesn't make any sense. I know. Okay, what did you get him? You can get him a diamond bra. It doesn't mean he'd wear it. <laughs> You know what I mean? Okay. I think you know what I mean. I know what you mean. I mean, gifts are cool when you can use them. Yeah. Right. Cool. Whatever, dude. No, no, it's awesome. It's like yeah. getting me like a diamond Christmas ornament, right? Because I'm Jewish. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wouldn't work. Thanks, Joe. It's, it's, the, it's the thought that counts. Is it the thought, really? Yeah. 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 Really? Yeah. Well, yeah. if your thought is not to kill someone, but you mow them over with your car, uh-huh. there you're going to jail, right? Well, Thoughts not... don't always matter. What did you get him? Um, are we sitting here? Did I give him a podcast with me? You're welcome. <laughs> wow. A podcast with the person you grew up with? That's like me having a podcast with Stone Cold Steve Austin. Dreams do come true. If you're Joe. If you're Joe. All right, that's it. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that tension was high. You. Got Josh it. is my co-host on my other podcast, Male Models, and Ilya is my co-host here on The Lightweights. You know... I- Go ahead, sorry. Whoa! Hey. <laughs> I called Ilya the other day when he came back from Dubai, mm. and after 10 minutes of us FaceTiming, I go, by the way, I post my podcast with Josh. He goes, okay, I gotta go. I gotta listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it all the way through. It was like I was living in a, uh, another reality, because I heard your voice instead of mine, and I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, it's you weird. Know? It's so weird. Yeah. But it's great. I actually did like it. I, I listened to the whole thing. Thank you. And there was a part that Joe said... Which was really funny. He's like, a podcast is like a relationship. It starts off great, and then you start hating each other. So I, I think that you guys are obviously at the point of loving each other right now. Mm. And then, you know, just so you know, it gets worse. Does um, it? <laughs> <laughs> great. <laughs> Me and you are 10 months in. We're definitely a lot. We're, we're, we're more only, to the point. We're, we're more like, to the point with each other. Right. It's. I mean, no, we don't hate each other. Uh, no way. But we're, we are more to the point. It's just like, do you want to do this? No. Okay. Next. <laughs> and I was like, there's not even any argument anymore. It's just like, you don't want to do it. You don't want to do it, you know? I don't even do the dancing around putting it off for a little bit. Right, right, maybe. right, right. See, he does this thing I told him the other day. Like, have you ever noticed Joe, when he doesn't want to, te- when he knows that he's about to give you an answer that you don't want to hear, he does this thing. He goes, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, maybe. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah. The best was when I was like, Joe, you realize you're the one who broached this this podcast subject, right? And he's like, no, I didn't. And we went through this whole <laughs> fight back and forth, and it ended with him going like this. I didn't big time you, okay? I didn't. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> he's like, anyway, anyway, anyway. <laughs> like, he cannot deal with confrontation. That's so funny. Have you ever been put to like a real, like, you are going to talk to me about this now? No, because I normally just cave. 
cute. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about with a, like a girlfriend or like a really upset girlfriend? No? No, I normally back down and let the other person just be right. Ilya, you're not that way. Yeah, no, he, do- he does his shit all the time. I'll like... I'll try to like give my point of view on something, and I'll really try to convince him. Not because I, w- not because like. Stop touching the mic. Sorry, not because. <laughs> so I gotta do. Passive aggressive, weird. Really passive aggressive all the time, like all the time. Tell me about it. Yeah, um, you'll get there. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll try to like give my point of view, and then he'll just cave and he'll be like, "You're right." Even though he doesn't mean it. You know what I mean? It's just so fucking twisted. It's like, just give me your point of view and try to, like, explain to me why you think you're right. But he just doesn't do that. Oh, yeah. This is why Joe's going to get through the world, like, unscathed. Mm -hmm. He's going to live to 110. He's going to wind up being president. You know when you're just like, oh, the other shoe eventually is going to drop. Not for him. (laughs) He's got Donald Trump blood in him. He's going to get to the highest rank. You're like, dude, the Taj Mahal went out of business, like, 18 years ago. They're like, he's still going to be president. (laughs) Joe's just like, woo. <laughs> That's funny. So Joe and I the other day we were fantasizing about maybe like one day we have a podcast conglomerate, right? Mm-hmm. And we get a huge deal from Spotify, obviously. Lightweights, marquee, male models, right below. But, <laughs> but then we start like start, you know, like a podcast empire. Yes, yes, right. I'm down, bro. I want to make so telling- much money. Me too. I keep. T- I literally told Joe yesterday. I'm like, I want to make this the biggest podcast ever. Like, I want to be Joe Rogan level. You know what I mean? Like, How do we do that? How do we do that? I don't know. I don't know. But we have to do it. We have to do it. I'm telling you. What's like, so I'm great so about down. Joe Rogan? And no, no, not necessarily Joe Rogan, but sure. his level of, like, empireness. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's huge. Yeah, Dak so Shepard. Like, yes, like that type of level where, like, everybody knows us. You got Cartier sunglasses? My buddy got them for me. How much were they? 1400 Shut, Shut the up. fuck. Yeah, it's crazy. But These they're really nice. nice. Yeah, they're really nice. Can I have them? Sure. Actually? Do you feel That's what rich? we do here on Lightweights. We just give each other presents. Yeah, does, does male models just give me presents? No. <laughs> you guys have no one to take care of. Either of you. You have JoJo and Ilya is like. I have, I have him to take care of, bro. He's my kid. <laughs> Tell him what you walked in yesterday. And you said you didn't want to talk about it on the podcast, but you might as well just say it. You walk in the door yesterday and what's the first thing you say? I don't remember what I say. He goes, I almost bought you a Z4 today. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, because I was at BMW like giving back my old car. Sure. And I was looking at the Z4. I'm like, man, it's only – because comparatively speaking – my car is more than double than the Z4, so I was like, it's only $60,000. It's only $1,000 extra a month. Fuck it. I'm going to get it. But then I was like, hold on a second. Anyways, I almost bought him a car one time. How well are you doing? Is this internet money or plumbing? Don't you own a plumbing company? Yeah, that's plumbing money. That's plumbing money. Tell him how much money you have. <laughs> yeah. It's really, I'll cut it out. I'll try to cut it out. Wow. How old are you? 26. I've been working since I was fourteen. But like, uh, honestly, I'm not. Say- I'm not saying this. Okay, yeah, but you're much more successful than I am in like a lot of ways. But for now, <laughs> but I don't know how to like replace some grout. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't help you if there was like a stopped up sink. Right, right. You have skills. But you could. You have a vocation. To. Yeah, you could pretend. A lot of people do pretend in the industry. Your oh. profession. Well, your side hustle, because I'm going to call it plumbing your side hustle, is uh, recession proof. Like totally. That's what I always say. Yeah. Of course you always say it because you're smart. During uh, the pandemic, it's like we were still we were still rolling like as great as ever because obviously like if your toilet stopped up, you don't care. COVID, no COVID. Like you want to fucking get somebody in the house to, to fix it. Yeah. Sick or not sick. Yeah. You, you need to poo. You need to poo. 
exactly. It's a good quote. Put it on a shirt. Yeah, um, <laughs> for sure. I haven't seen you in a, in a while. How how did the uh, the show go? It went great. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, hey, which one? Josh Peck career on an upswing. Josh is on Turner and Hooch. He's on the new show How I Met Your Father, starring Hillary Duff on Hulu. Can, can I be honest? Anytime that I see you on a show, I get so excited. Well, honestly, because I'm like, oh fuck yes, because like I, I want to see you on TV. You know what I mean? Thank you. Did I ever tell you? Um, your, my favorite character that you played was Robe in Max oh, Keeble's Big Move. Classic. It's so good. It's the best. <laughs> that was the best. I love that character. He was talking about it for weeks how he wanted to tell you that. Yeah, yeah. That was the best. <laughs> it's good to have like reasonable goals. You know, like things you can't accomplish. Like when I see Josh Peck, my friend, one day, I'm going to tell him that this B-level Disney movie he did when he was 14, I'm going to tell him it's my favorite. And everyone's yeah. like, yeah, that can totally happen. Do you ever talk to that cast? No. Like, no? No. Like, you don't keep up with them at all? No. That's crazy. No. You guys were best friends in the movie, you know what I mean? <laughs> so true. <laughs> so true. No, the thing is, acting's like summer camp where you do a movie or you do a TV show and it's like you have this incredible time and you're like, we're going to talk forever. Like we used to canoe till our arms fell off and then you never talk again. Damn. Did you think you were going to be friends with them in that moment? Because you were pretty young in your career. Nah. You knew this, like, this is it? Yeah, I remember when I did my first movie, Snow Day. Classic. Have you ever seen it? Mm-mm. Oh, you, you're missing out. Maybe I have. Is that the one um... with snow? <laughs> no, I haven't seen. It. I haven't seen it. Snow day. They go against the tractor guy because he's trying to plow the streets, but they don't want to have school tomorrow. Isn't that the premise? I think so. Something like that. But I remember like flying home from doing that movie for four months and crying like on the plane, like in tears, at like just. Begging my mom to explain to me why good things have to end at 12 years old. And then it was at that. I think it was, I probably like was connecting it to my father who I never met, whatever. And so inevitably, I just was like, I'm never ever going to do this again. Was that before Drake and Josh? Yeah, I was 12. It was my first thing. Wow. What made you get into it? Just overweight. I was just overweight. And that's why you were like, I want to be an actor. I was like, I need confidence because it's not going to come from Little League. Right. Yeah. So okay. I, I just, yeah, I just like would make my friends laugh, and and then I was like, maybe I can do this for money. Did you ever uh, do theater or anything like that, or you just straight into acting? I did theater. Yeah, because I grew up in New York, so I went to like performing arts high school, and like Alicia Keys went to my school, and Jesse Eisenberg at and, the same time. Uh, Alicia's a little older. Jesse was there at the same time. Do you remember or seeing? He's a little older too. Do you remember seeing them? No, because they were like upper class, and we were like the middle school kids. Who else was in your class? Mm, I don't know of anyone like I don't know no one like super famous, but all kids that worked, but didn't necessarily like like Alicia Keys is our like. Do you have anyone from your high school who's like oh um, no Sean Johnson NFL? Ooh, nice. I have one. Who? David Dobrik. You don't know him. Yeah, I do. Yeah, right. Dude, yes. He's not my friend. <laughs> okay. Well. Okay, whatever, guys. That's Huge. why he's been on our podcast. I can get him on, honestly. I'll DM him. <laughs> <laughs> Was there anything cool that happened after Max Keeble's big move? Like, after the movie Drake, happened. Drake and Josh. Well, no, because you're so young at that in that moment. Like, do you remember anything from that time? No. I just remember, like, I did that, and then I was, like, doing Nickelodeon and Disney, so it was literally, like, you know, working for Microsoft and Apple. Like, I couldn't believe that I was working for the two-kid powerhouse networks. You literally made it at that point. But there was no, like, there was no social media, and it was a totally different thing. So you were, like, famous to nine-year-olds, but no one else knew who you were. 
So you That's just kind of so like interesting. walked around being normal. Did you get stopped a lot? No, never. Really? It wasn't a thing. No where, one cared. Where'd you film Max Keep? Uh, where'd you film Snow Day? In Canada, in Calgary, Canada. All real snow, obviously. Obviously, yeah. It was cold. It was cold as hell. It was like four months, but. I just was so I used to go to Nickelodeon which is at 1515 Broadway in New York in Times Square like you remember TRL yeah that right so like TRL was a show and it overlooked Times Square and that whole building was dedicated to like all the Viacom stations like Nickelodeon and VH1 and MTV so I would go there like every week and I'd audition for something on Nickelodeon like a commercial or a TV show and I wanted to be on all that so bad which was like SNL for kids and I would audition every like couple months, and they were always like, "You ain't it, Josh. We don't want you." Really? Yeah, I just wasn't. I wasn't right. And then finally, Snow Day came around, and it was like, I I was just right, and they cast me. And I'll never forget. I was like talking shit to the president of Nickelodeon at the time. This guy Albie. I was like doing like my twelve year old shtick. That I do. And my mom was like, yo, that's the president of Nickelodeon. Like, you should tell him you want to be on all that. And nine months later, after I told him that, he called me and my mom. He's like, I'm moving you guys to California to go be on the Amanda show. Congratulations. Wow. wow. And that, like, changed my life. That's sweet. Is there uh, any audition that you had done that you got but you regretted not taking? Not that I got. What about, <laughs> no. What about what about ones that like that you auditioned for that made it huge that you weren't on? I remember when I was fourteen going to the callback for the, that movie Holes. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I course. remember with Shia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like sitting in the You would have been really good in that. I would have been good, but God, I'm such a fan of Shia. He's such a good actor. Yeah, yeah. Like it's crazy. And I remember sitting in the waiting room, like seeing Shia and me thinking like, sorry, bro, it's not yours. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And uh but my craziest story is you remember that show Mr. Robot? Maybe. It was like on USA, Rami Malik was in it. Who's let me, in, let me look it up. Because maybe if I see like Like, did you see the Queen movie? I saw Queen. The movie? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody, I think it was called. Yep. And he played uh, Freddie Mercury. He's a great actor. Great actor and nice guy. And I remember like this show in like 2014, and I feel like every actor has this story where I like auditioned for it, and they're like, you're perfect. And I was like, thank you, I thought so too. And then they're like, we want you to come to the callback. And I do the callback. They're like, great. Then they do something called a screen test, where they bring you and like two other actors in who are like the final choices. You make a deal before you ever go into the room to have your final audition because they want to make sure that if they give you the part, you can't then be like, well, I want a million dollars an episode. So you like go through this whole thing where like your lawyers and your your agency's calling you and it's like, how's 40,000 an episode? You're like, I guess that sounds good. <laughs> like, And they're like, and you're going to move to New York. You're like, I always wanted to live in New York again. You're like fantasizing about what your life's going to become. You show up, they have a lawyer there waiting for you with like this stack of contracts that you sign, right? And they're like, obviously, if you don't get the part, it won't matter. But if you do, then like the moment they give it to you, this contract is now like sealed. Go into the audition. There's 15 people there, like executives and directors and producers. And I like sing for my soup like I've done my entire career, like just do my best. And I uh, I remember seeing Rami at the audition and I'm like, it's not yours, Rami. 
not today. <laughs> and it was at the Universal Studios building, which is like, if anyone knows the valley, it's like the biggest building in the valley. Yep. So I'm like looking out at the 101 freeway, like imagining what my life's about to become. And I audition and I leave and I don't hear anything for two weeks, which is really rare. Usually at a screen test, you hear like that day. Right. And I get called two weeks later and they go, it's not yours. Oh, fuck. And it's Rami's. And I'm like, okay, nice guy. <laughs> Good actor. <laughs> he deserves it. <laughs> so then I'm like driving around going, thing about pilots is a lot of them don't go to air. Right. So I'm like... Good luck. Good luck. So then it gets picked up. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, one season, maybe two. (laughs) I've been there. It's a hit. It is a hit, my boy. So then I go, yeah, okay. You're on a hit show. Doesn't mean you're going to win an Emmy. Shut up. (laughs) This is all in my head. Next year. Nominated for an Emmy. Oh, that's crazy. I'm like, a lot of people have been nominated. <laughs> <laughs> Not everyone wins. He wins. Oh he wins God. an Emmy. Then I go, Emmy's nice, but it ain't an Oscar. <laughs> I'm like, probably won't ever win one of those next year. Nominated for an oh Oscar for Bohemian Rhapsody. Wins for Bohemian Rhapsody. Has an Oscar and an Emmy. And I'm like, God damn, Robbie. Damn, Checkmate. You win this one, my friend. You That's won so this funny. one. Yeah. I mean, everything happens for a reason, though. You know? <laughs> I guess. <laughs> oh, oh man. man. What a trade. No, okay. <laughs> Oh, I have a question. Yeah. If you had to turn your back on Hollywood tomorrow, Ilya, mm-hmm. you're going to be the plumbing king of northern Illinois. <laughs> Give it the northeast. The northeast. The nor- you're going to – no. You know what? You're going to be – is there like – you know how the tri-states are like Connecticut, New Jersey, and New York? Are they – is that the tri-states? Yeah, and New england is, is, is there it's like, like Illinois, Iowa, Wisconsin. Michigan. Michigan. What's yeah. that? The mid – Midwest. Got it. Yeah, Midwest states, whatever. So you will be the plumbing king of the Midwest – Trifecta. Commercials, uh-huh. billboards, you name it. Okay. But you can never, you will not be a public person the way you are now. Like, you won't have a huge Instagram. You'll just be like a quiet millionaire with like cute kids, adorable wife, maybe a couple of adorable girlfriends on the side. No. <laughs> He's like, I'm listening. I'm listening. Okay, okay. Continue. <laughs> You'll have like a really, really reliable sports medicine doctor who gives you like really clean steroids. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get to work out sick okay cool <laughs> and yeah and that's like but I don't get to be an internet personality I don't get to have a podcast I don't yeah. get to do any of that you're not the Ilya we know know and love now um no I would say no wow. really oh. totally yeah because like I I love um mm. I love I, lo- I really love making people feel good and I think that's uh I think that'd be a lot harder to do if I would to be unknown. Well, if you're cleaning their toilets, they'd be able to feel. Good. Yeah, but that's yeah. different. Like that's like a my my industry has such a negative connotation to it. Where like here I come, and it's like Zen. You know, it's like it's like completely opposite, and that's why I love doing it. Why does your industry have a negative connotation? Because whenever you think of plumbing, you think of shit. You think of like, <laughs> yeah, honestly, you do. Like it has such a negative. Like when someone's calling me, when someone's calling my office, they already have an attitude. Because yeah, 
and not because of me and not because of my company, but because they're in distress. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Oh, then so, nothing worse. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, that's that, and that's just what comes with business and someone's got to do it. And obviously we make good money with it and it is what it is. But I'd like to have the other side of me where it's like fun and, you know, I get to give people money. I get to hang out with Joe and you like I love doing that publicly and I would totally not I would totally not give that up ever. Isn't it amazing the embarrassment or the stigma we have around shitting, knowing that everyone does. does it? Yeah, it's really funny. Do you know how many times I've called Ilya for toilet help? <laughs> I believe it. Like four. Yeah. Well, have you noticed that this, you have, he's basically helpless. He has no Yeah, I say that all the time. He's skills. like, yes, no, none at all. I mean, he's great at what he does. <laughs> I, honestly, you are. I appreciate that. You're great at a lot of things. You're the best. I, we yeah, know You this. are the best. You're, you're, the you're best. a diamond in the rough. For sure. But you don't know how to do anything. And that's fine. Can you change the tire? He called the plumber one time and he got this fucking guy off of TaskRabbit. <laughs> I'm like, why are you calling a professional plumber on TaskRabbit? These people hang up like fucking photos and stuff and like right. artwork, not fix your fucking shower valve. They have a plumber section in my defense. Okay, well, there's no way that they're professional. And there's no way. Anyways, the guy comes over and he barely speaks English. Fortunately for me, he speaks Russian, so I put Ilya and him on the phone together. And no, I was there. I was there. No, you were on the FaceTime. No, I was there. I, I, well, the second time I went there. Remember? I was talking to him at, at Jason's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was there. Oh, you no, you talked to him on FaceTime. No, whatever. FaceTime there. doesn't matter. <laughs> I just imagine you guys getting on the phone, and in Russian, the handyman goes, uh... <laughs> Dude, that's pretty good, actually. Thank you. And But in subtitles, it goes like, I'm going to rob this fool. Where's the good shit? And then Ilya responds like, in his nightstand drawer, bottom left. Aren't one of your friends, like close friends named Ilya? Yeah. No, Lyonya. 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 Okay. But I grew up in the valley, so... Right. Russians are my peeps. Isn't it crazy how we... In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We hype ourselves up thinking we could pull one of the best autographs in the game. But guess what? With zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com. The only repack that provides real value, a complete view of all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now, when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. What I love is the display of the available Available cards, the hit rates, and the grading. Arena is a marketplace for card collecting, buying, trading, selling, displaying. And with Arena Club Slab Packs, they're revolutionizing the repack game with transparency. After your pulls are revealed, they'll immediately be placed in your vault for safekeeping or trading and selling. You can have them officially graded by Arena Club. The Arena Club grading process is accurate, fast, and transparent, with a full grade rationale provided and explanation of how your card was scored. So whether you're buying, selling, trading, or displaying, Arena Club is the card collecting platform you have to check out. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com lightweights. Wow, that's a crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's $40 right there. Anyways, go to arenaclub.com slash lightweights for 10% off your first purchase. This episode is sponsored by Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning platform available on desktop or as an app, and that it truly immersifies you in the language that you want to learn. 
Maybe you have an upcoming international trip or you want to connect with a family or a friend. I know a lot of people who want to learn a new language just to pick up a new hobby. I can personally attest to this as I used Rosetta Stone when I went to Italy for my honeymoon. It helped me brush up on the Italian that I learned back in school and I was able to get through the land and speak the native language. It made it so much more fun, plus my wife loved it. They're the trusted expert for 30 years with millions of users and 25 languages offered. Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, Polish. There's no English translation, so you really learn to speak, listen, and think in the language. Plus, there's lifetime membership and access to all 25 language courses Rosetta Stone offers for 50% off a steal. Don't put off that language learning. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, Lightweight's podcast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language learning courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. It's the Joe Guarantee. Like to your point, and I'm fascinated by this, that we like put a weird stigma on like plumbers or like electricians or like things like this that aren't like in theory the sexiest of professions when literally they're recession proof. They pay incredibly well. They're respectable because you're like getting your hands dirty, literally. And like, why is like having a major in communications and working at some like tech startup any cooler? Right? That's just how, yeah, that's just how the public perceives it. And it is really messed up, but like, you know, it is. And it's, it's, it's actually really sad because right now, to be able to get a skilled person is 10 times harder than it was before because more people are going into tech, into like other stuff. It's communications, like you said, and they're not going into skilled labor. And it's like what's happening is you're having to pay the guys more now to be able to stick with your company like more and more. And I think in like 10 years when there's pretty much nobody to do it, you're going to be paying a plumber like $1,000 an hour to fix your toilet because everything's going to be all tech and all that bullshit. And no one's going to want to do it. We know Ilya. So we're good. Yeah, you guys are good. Thank God. You got the connect. I love a connect. Listen, I always wanted to ask you. You don't have to answer this question. You don't want but like i find it fascinating six huh sorry <laughs> <laughs> i find it fascinating the weight loss that you went through mm. i really do and i'm doing something similar with my buddy john gotcha Filipino, like i'm training him to lose weight and uh my, john the filipino <laughs> my filipino buddy yeah no, that's that's how i always say because i'm like john the filipino dude but anyways uh be easier if you just call him john apino john apino <laughs> yeah that was like a delicious entree i know oh well, John's cute. <laughs> What's up, you delicious entree? <laughs> I guess my question is, like, what made you want to do that? Like, what? Because a lot of people try, but a lot of people fail. So how did you How did you succeed in that? How did you succeed in your weight loss, and how did you succeed so well? You know, it's funny. I, I brought it up on the pod the other day. Um, you know, our pod. Um, <laughs> check it out. When I was, you know, We got to start plugging it more. Totally. But I was asking Joe, I'm like, do I talk about it too much? Like, because obviously it's like very at the forefront of like my story or image. And but I think like to your you bringing it up now, like people are so fascinated with weight and image in general. And then like to have watched someone who you really, you know, fell in love with when they were like big and funny and then they lost all this weight and now they're like thin and not funny. And and it's like, you know, it's I think people freak out about it um but yeah i you know i i guess all i can say is is that i was like really sick and tired of being sick and tired like whenever anyone asks me for advice about it 
I'm like, first of all, I wish I could help. Like there are great ways in which to do it that I didn't do. Like there's surgeries you can do and there's food plans and there are professionals who can help you with that. And like, I think, you know, there are so many ways to skin a cat, like whatever the way you do it. And if it's effective and safe and healthy, great. I worked out and ate less, but what I always say is like, what I hope for you is desperation and being utterly over it. Cause that's where I was at 17. When I started to lose weight, I was like, man, like I had tried for years. There were so many nights where I was like eating like a Domino's pizza to myself being like one day, I know I'm going to do it. And like, and I would always start on Monday and it would go well for like half a day or two days or three. And I'd lose 10 pounds right away. And then inevitably I would stumble. So it, it's, you really have to be utterly over it and kind of know like your way doesn't work because I tried to control it for so long. And I remember it was like a summer. It was like a renaissance in my life. I was in New York with my mom because we'd visit New York every uh, every year for a month. And I was like, I'm just going to walk and I'm going to try to eat healthier. And if I stumble, like I'm not going to kill myself over it and, and I'm not going to throw away the week and be like, well, I'll just crush pizza till Monday. I'll just try to start again tomorrow. And slowly but surely, I started stringing together those days. And yeah. To your point, I think what a lot of people struggle with is when they do stumble, they do have that mindset of like, I'll just start next week again. Mm. But I think you're right. It's like a stumble is okay, but it doesn't mean that you should completely throw away all the progress that you've had to that point, you know? Right. Um, so yeah, I think it's it's obviously a lot easier said than done, but I think it's incredible that you did it. I think it's incredible that you're still in awesome shape. Thank you. I, I think there's just a part of it. The, the really, usually if you're eating too much or drinking too much or anything too much, it's usually like a symptom of a greater problem. Like I ate cause I was uncomfortable. And like, so I kind of had to like face that discomfort and like, why am I so uncomfortable in my own skin? And that unfor- it's not for everyone. Some people just like love to eat and think they're awesome. They're like, Meh. totally, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I wasn't that way. I was like eating to kind of mask something deeper going on, and I had to face all that. And that took like, what's today? It took a long time, <laughs> you know, like years. But yeah. everyone's working on themselves. Hopefully, sure. yeah. You seem pretty perfect, Delia. Do you wake up in the middle of the night and contemplate your existence, like Joe and I? Um, in what way? Cause I do contemplate my existence a lot, but like not, I don't think in, in the way you're saying it. Are you at a baseline of happiness? Are you pretty like content all the time? No, no, not at all. <gasps> really? No, I'm not content at all. Say more. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I just feel like there's, there's just a lot more in life that I can do. Mm. Um, whether it's like with fitness or with my job or with a podcast, like there's always room for growth and I don't know if, if it'll ever be enough for me, you know? But I guess that's just part of my personality. It's like I just want to keep growing and like make whatever I do as big as possible. Ever had your heart broken? Yeah, that's uh, that's the reason actually. What do you mean? Yeah, when, when I was um, well, you guys hitting it off, cool. <laughs> 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 you come to realize the whole podcast is just Josh and I. <laughs> just let the kids play. <laughs> um, no, when I was uh, nineteen or twenty, my girlfriend uh, of four years uh, broke up with me. She went to college, and I stayed and went to community college. And so she went to like this big university, Indiana University. Long story short, she was partying, and she was in a sorority, and, like, you know, 
it was kind of coming to the end of this four year every day being together thing that we had. And she just wanted to have fun, and you know, I, I was I was not in the same boat. I like I I, I didn't want to have fun necessarily. I wanted to stay and work and get my my stuff done. And when it came down to it, she said she wanted to split up, and it was like really, really, really fucking heartbreaking. Um, and like I'm not a person that like takes stuff like that lightly. So at the time when we broke up, I was like so devastated and heartbroken that all I could do was work. Like that's how I would mask like the heartbreak. And so that's why I just put my head down and worked for like two, three, four years. Um, and yeah, sorry. I was like really long, but no, that's beautiful. Yeah. More importantly, what's she doing now? I'm huh? playing beer pong still <laughs> at her sorority house. No, she, she actually is. She's doing great. She um, works for the white house now. She actually, yeah. She's the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> you dated Kamala Harris. <laughs> no, she, uh, she's doing great. She has a boyfriend. Her boyfriend's like super tall, which is kind of fucked up because, <laughs> Oh, that hurts. Yeah. She, he's like six, five. He's like a giant. Um, she just lives in Chicago, lives in the city. She lives a good life. I mean, she looks great. You know, all power to her. But I think she, like, really is the person that, like, really... I mean, aside from the fact that I was broke, she, like, really pushed me forward to, like, put my head down to work, which is fucking... I, I always say, like, if you ever want to work, like, really hard, you either have to get your heart broken or have a family member die. It's one or the other. Can you imagine both? You'll be like Elon Musk. I know. <sighs> I know. I mean, not necessarily, but at least... <laughs> Joe's, like, texting for a hit on his sister. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, uh, Joe. Um, oh, no, I wanted to ask you. Uh, Ilya, have you ever... When you were so heartbroken about this girl, did you ever, like, drive by her house and then a cop stopped you? Okay, and you okay, were, okay, okay, <laughs> you were okay, crying. Okay. Wait, what? No, 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 no. No, let's say it. Let's say it. Why let's do it. Let's do it. You can hear it first on Male Models. No, no, come on, Joe. Tell me. Okay, you say it. So Joe, like, got from what I remember, Joe got in a bad breakup, and so he would just like cry and drive outside <laughs> his ex girlfriend's house, and a cop stopped him, and he was like sobbing to the cop, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm just really oh, upset. You I'm have in a breakup, like a while ago. Oh, well, yeah, probably. That's so funny. And the I'm cop with it. Wait, wait, and the cop told him to go get a coke. Go to Wawa and get a Coke and calm yourself down, you loser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. It's crazy how much of an effect women have on us, you know? Yeah, dude. Like we're, like, we're like buff men, like but like we're fucking pussies when it comes to like a breakup, you know? Oh, yeah. Do you still do YouTube? No, not really. I, I, I just haven't done it because I've been so busy, but I want to. Yeah, your, your videos were good. I've seen them. Thanks, man. Yeah. Remember yeah. losing your V-card? You yes, I do. I do remember. Did that one do well? Did okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of at a slower time for me, but I blame me. I don't blame you. <laughs> wow. Ilya, how great is this? You that and I have really... Nice. Yeah, we do connect well. So, like, I mean, like, whenever you are free, we can, like, get together again. Twice a week, maybe. I have the, I have the code to this house. Great. <laughs> um, you know, whenever you want, dude. It's uh, We just have to find a name. What if you came downstairs and we're just podcasting in here? We didn't ask your permission. <laughs> I'd just, I'd honestly be happy you guys are I know, I think, he, I think you would be happy. He'd be like, ah, whatever. I, I, literally, I told you to start another podcast, and I know you're actively looking for another one, too. <laughs> you want to do another one, too? I'd love to. Really? Thanks, thanks for asking, Ilya. I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> well, Josh, is there anything you want to promote while you're here on Lightweights? Nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nothing that I can think of. Nothing at all. There's nothing you're doing right now. Um, no. Nothing that would translate really well from podcast to anything. How I Met Your Father on Hulu sometime in 2022. 
Cool, cool. And yeah, Hillary you, Duff, me. No other projects. Kim Cattrall just announced. Okay, no other projects. Um, is your is your show? Uh, are you done filming your show? Yeah, we're done filming, and we don't know yet about a second season, but we we'll know really soon. <laughs> How many episodes? We did twelve. How was that? It was great. I mean, I was in Canada during the pandemic for like eight months. We couldn't leave because there was a two week quarantine. Were you with your wife? Yeah, my wife and my son. Oh wow! So it was cool. It was a great experience. It's a fun show. Do you audition for movies? Yeah, I just auditioned for the new Christopher Nolan movie. Which one? Uh, I I don't know if I'm allowed to say, but it. But Joe helped me with the audition. My dream is that Christopher Nolan's going to be watching his audition tape, and they're going to say, "Who's reading lines with him?" Because I really like his voice. Yeah, forget Josh. Who the hell's behind the camera? Oh, it was like uh, it was one of those where you send in a video, self tapes. Yeah, a self tape audition and. I was reading lines for Karen, and I, I crushed it. And then Josh at one point said, maybe don't be too emotional. Maybe, like, tone it down a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, on his first take, had a little problem with some of the words. <laughs> Dude, these Nolan movies are big. <laughs> Is that how most auditions are now, that you send in a tape versus come in? Yes, because of COVID, I think that's – like, I think – before and it's kind of better for actors you would like have to go to like there were only like eight places in all of LA where you would go for an audition and uh -huh. it would either be like on a movie studio lot or it would be at a casting office and it's like there's never good parking and there's never anywhere to sit and then you gotta like look at the ten other schmoes who are like probably gonna get the part before you and you have to wait for like an hour and then you go in and you get one chance and maybe it went great maybe you sucked and like then you have to do the drive of shame home being like why did I choose this I should have been a plumber and like, <laughs> do you get nervous at your auditions uh, yes because auditions are a different how do I say this auditions are a different muscle than actually acting in a movie or a TV show it's much different trying to get the part than once you have it right because once you have it everyone's invested in you you've also had a, lot, a lot of time of help, right? you have well you've had you've hopefully had a couple weeks or months to like really work on it. Whereas like the Christopher Nolan thing, they sent it to me like three days before. So you're like, how do I create a whole character within three days? And Josh just gave me the script that day. So I had to figure out who my motivation was right then and there. Totally. Do you ever forget lines? Yeah, sure. Especially he, as I get older. He flubbed a few. We let it go. <laughs> I don't know about a few. <laughs> <laughs> One wow. or two. Do you think that Joe and I would ever uh, be in a movie or like a, uh, and uh, what's it called? The commercial? I think it would be a friggin' amazing. Can I have this idea? YouTube video of having everyone like recording self tapes. Oh, that's and so funny. Editing, like, I'll write a script and you guys have to perform it. And then we like show, like, you, both of you, and Jonah, because he's like the actor in the group, which will be hilarious <laughs> when everyone likes you two better. And, <laughs> and we should, like, we should have a casting director watch it. That's really funny. Wait, casting can we actually? That's casting director idea. reacts. Okay, great. I'm in. I'm like, I'm super interested because, again, I feel like, just like with you two, Joe and I have a really cool, like, weird chemistry mm. where it's like like brothers almost, yeah. you know? So, I don't know. I feel like it would work out really well. And, like, no one expected you and I to ever get along. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, I you, didn't either. You guys got along before Joe and I ever did. I don't pick up on that chemistry, but I'm glad you guys feel it. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> you guys go back to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, All, right. All right. Well, if Josh has nothing to plug, I have another podcast that I'm doing now. It's called Male Models. If you guys want to listen to it, Male Models. So proud of it. Listen to it. Enjoy it. Listen to Lightweights first, and then Male Models if you have time. Yeah, like right side by side. 
honestly, like male models sometimes even could go first too. It's all good. Maybe listen at the same time. Maybe yeah, get a second time. phone. Get a yeah. second phone. So, yeah, yeah. You can hear Joe's voice twice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, lightweights. Out. Lightweights. Out. That's our thing that we do. Can I do it too? It's your call. Yeah. Lightweights. Out. I throw up. <laughs> <laughs>